Mic check. I apologize if you hear some residual sound in the background. My AC is running because it's hot and uh, my dog is eating uh, like five feet away from me. Uh, the reason why I didn't wait is because I don't have a lot of time to record right now, so we're going to try and just hurry up, jump right into it, and uh, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's let's talk about some shit. This isn't going to be a super long episode. It's not going to be super short, but you know, let's 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 think of some things that we can discuss. First off, first off, first off, you may know if you pay attention to my socials, whether that's on the Instagram or on the Twitter, you will see that I have received a forever face. For those who aren't familiar, a forever face is a mask worn by the group Alazol Ilu. There are a fuck ton of different kinds of these masks, and they're very unique in style, in the paint, uh, things like that. I've been wanting one for a while. I passed up on one last year that I really, really wanted, um, which was the 8-bit uh, 2.1, I think is what they called it. Um, but it was basically blue with purple accents. And what happened was, earlier this year, uh, I think I mentioned this, that whenever they released the tickets for the live stream, the Dead by Bong show, they had a special mask that was exclusive for those uh, for those pre-orders, um, which was a green with black accents. And normally whenever they do these uh, pre-order ones for, for things like for, whether it's for uh, like album releases or anything like that, um, they tend to go very quickly. So I remembered that uh, as soon as tickets were going to go up, I needed to check the site. Sure enough, there was a mask for it, and that was the one I purchased. However, that's not the one that came in. Recently, I um, was made aware of the streams that Axe does on Tuesday nights. I think they're called Tuesday Night Terror. And they tend to release new merchandise um, during those streams. And uh, me and uh, and Robbie of Twisted History tend to uh, corroborate with each other whenever they have these drops and, and decide on whether we want to buy something or not. And sure enough, they came out with one called the Slime Bone which uh, was a variant of the Bonehead, which was black with uh, white paint that was in the style of, like, a skull. So the Slime Bone just switched out white for green, and it looked cool as shit. And, yeah, I bought one, and it came in. Um, came in uh, early-ish last week, and holy shit, it's cool as hell. These things are very well made, and it's... Honestly, one of the most comfortable masks I've ever worn. And I'm going to explain how. I know that I got uh, the low-key masks, uh, a couple of the shadow masks last year from Black Friday. Now, one of them I honestly cannot wear, um, and that's the uh, the one that's in the style of the Mortal Kombat uh, ninjas. The eye uh, holes are kind of cut in, and so they kind of like press up against my eye, and it's very uncomfortable, so unfortunately I don't really wear that one. Uh, the Cayman fits okay, um, a little tight on the nose, and the Low Cthulhu is probably the best out of them. Um, 
that was the one that I honestly figured, okay, well, when I buy one of the deluxe ones, which tend to have, you know, uh, much more intricate paint designs, that was probably the one I was going to go with. Um, but hey, for $20 for each one, I couldn't complain at all. Um, but they are a bit tight, and they tend to hurt a little bit after a while. This one, I haven't had that issue at all. Um, I've been fine. In some aspects, it's almost a little bit loose. It kind of droops down a little bit, which kind of gives a cool uh, look to it on my face, but um, might be a little bit inconvenient. However, just earlier today, I decided to take my super famous fun time guys, snap back and adjust it. And man, does it look cool on that. So I have that one. I'm waiting on my Dead by Bong one, which I know the production on those started last week as well. And I am in the process of securing an 8-bit one from Twisted History, and I'm very excited for that. Uh, also last week uh, was Zooligan Appreciation Week, and there were four opportunities to win um, to win a mask. Uh, I never heard anything regarding any winners, but from what I understand, they're picking the winners for those four masks uh, on this week's Tuesday Night Terror. So... I'm going to keep my eye out because it'd be super cool if I won one of those. Now, mind you, one of them is an 8-bit, which means I would have two of those. Um, one was a Dweller mask with uh, that was blue with orange accents, which looked cool. The other was a FF13, which is a essentially a Jason mask that was silver with red accents. And the other one was a Dweller that was orange with black accents. Now, to be completely honest, if I got that one... I would be okay with parting with that, like maybe doing a trade for, for a different mask or something like that, because the orange is just too much for me. The orange accents on the blue look cool, but eh, just not for me. They did give away a really badass one on the last stream, which was an FF13, uh, FF13, let's fucking say it like that, uh, that was silver with green accents. That looked awesome as hell. It was like metallic. looked fucking cool. But enough about ugly faces atop my already ugly face. Something that I totally forgot to mention on the last mic check, and I don't know how I fucking forgot, because I know how I forgot, I didn't put it on the fucking notes, was unlikely prescription pre-orders are finally up. They came up the day before my birthday. Um, and yeah, we, we're, we're getting pre-orders for an album three months ahead of its release, which, hey, that's fine. Um, you know, at least we have pre-orders up for an album that we know is coming out. Shots fired. I don't fucking care. Um, and if you pre-order it, you get the sampler for Unlikely Prescription. Now, um, you can order just the CD on its own. You can get the CD and cassette pre-order, of which uh, one in every four cassettes will be... Um, will be a variant, so the normal cassette is black, and there will be a pink variant. Um, you can get the album on vinyl. Uh, the problem is the vinyl, apparently vinyl is, is in a serious um, delay at the moment in production, so you're not going to get that until January, um, which is a bit rough. What they are doing, which is kind of cool, though, is if you order something aside from the vinyl... You will get your other stuff on time. A lot of times they, they hold pre-order stuff and, and orders that contain pre-order stuff until every item is available. But if you decide that you want to pick up the CD pre-order as well, you'll get the CD um, ahead of time. You'll get that rather on time. 
Um, so that's cool. They're finally doing something like that. Um, there is a bundle that has a coin, collector's coin, as well as a uh, 11 by 17 poster. Cool poster. Looks like it's from the uh, the Envy shoot. Uh, there is one that is the CD with a ski mask. Yes, this is meant to look just like the ski mask that Monoxide was wearing in the Envy video, The what they've been doing in a lot of the press pictures and stuff. Bright-ass green um, with the Twisted logo in the uh, in the current style on uh, on the forehead. And I, I'll tell you, I was so close to buying that pre-order, getting that bundle, and, and I decided against it because I don't wear ski masks. It looks cool, but I don't wear it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I will wear my forever face around more <laughs> than this ski mask. And yet, part of me is still like, man, I could fucking buy it. I could do it, but I just decided no. I decided no, it's okay. I don't need it. Uh, there's one with a, uh, a shirt that's got just headshots on it. Looks all right. It's nothing to write home about. There's one with a snapback. Y'all know how I am with hats. I buy hats like they're going out of style. Um, it's pretty dope though and uh under the the brim it, it's kind of got like a galaxy look to it with unlikely prescription looks awesome i like it uh and then there's a sublimated hoodie pre-order the sublimated hoodies if they could if there was a way to get a good lining on the inside to make them warmer man i'd, I'd go ham on those the only ones i really have just they're they're only good for like the beginning of spring and and you know into fall and stuff like that they're 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 too heavy to wear, like later in spring, but not heavy enough for like cold winter, and it's it's very inconvenient, man. Because I got I got at least one twisted one. I know I have that zip up one that's the the green with the faces, and it zips up all the way up your fucking face, and is the most uncomfortable fucking thing to put up. I'm not even kidding. Um, and I've got three or four buckshot ones. Um. But, I mean, those ones don't zip up the entire fucking way. The two are just pullovers, my two weirdo ones. And they're awesome. I love those. It's just, again, without a lining, you know, there's only so much you can do, and I totally get it. So, those are coming out now. And then, it was just teased somewhere. Can't really say where. There's going to be a cassette for the new single that comes out this week, which is called Neon Vamp. And that features... Uh, Danny Filth, who is the lead of Cradle of Filth. Now, I cannot give any opinions on Cradle of Filth or anything like that because I've never listened to them. Uh, I see some people online like losing their shit they're working with them. Um, but that's going to be the next single coming out later this week, and apparently there's going to be a cassette single. Um, it does show that there's going to be the track as well as a remix of the track. It looks like uh, Fritz is doing a remix of it on side A. No clue what's on side B. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be Envy. And I would assume maybe they're going to do a um, a remix of Envy. Or they may put Corkscrew on it. Now, Corkscrew is the song so far that I feel like has been discussed the least. Um, they released that track like... I swear, I think it was like maybe the beginning of this year or something like that. But I've, I only heard it like once or twice and I didn't really care for it back then. So it's kind of just flown under the radar in my opinion. But if they threw it on this cassette single, okay, whatever, fine. No clue if it's, if the cassette's going to be on Twisted Shop or if they're going to set up another kind of site that's going to have other things surrounding it. 
Um, but obviously, I'm sure you just pay attention to Twisted Socials. They'll fucking let you know. If you get emails to it, I'm sure you're going to find out. So, that's all I got as far as stuff that's going to be coming out. But let's talk about some music that I actually did listen to. And the first one is very left field. I actually don't think I ever discussed it, but it is Mod Sun. Internet killed the rock star. Uh, for the people who aren't aware, Mod Sun uh, was a rapper who has dabbled in other styles of music. And seemingly with this album, I'm not saying it's, it's, a, it's a carbon copy because it's not, um, is doing something similar to what MGK did and switching over to a bit of a, a pop punk sound. It doesn't go the full, like, 100% into that, like, uh, Tickets to My Downfall did. Which, if you remember, I really did enjoy Tickets to My Downfall. And I've been listening to some of the tracks here and there, um, sparingly, over the last uh, probably couple weeks. And, man, it's it's still a well-done record. I know people don't care for MGK, especially for, for shifting over into this music. But I think he's doing it very well. Um I mean, shit, Travis Barker gave him good direction. So, uh, this Mod Sun record, though, again, uh, quite a bit of it is in that style, but some of it is kind of, I don't, it's not like a SoundCloud rap, but it's, it's kind of this, um, I guess some of it almost sounds like an emo rap style, like an emotional kind, almost uh, similar to, I guess, earlier Juice World stuff. If I had to, really kind of throw a dart and get something kind of in the area, but not. But regardless, I didn't... I, I only knew one thing featuring Mod Sun in the past. Maybe two. I think he was featured on the last MGK album. But I recall him from a guest feature that he did for Shane and Matthew Thorson. They were a duo from, I think, the Baltimore area that I saw live twice. Both times they opened... For, or I'm sorry. Once they opened for Twisted, once they opened for Hobson. And they were fucking dope. Monson was featured on a track they did. Probably my favorite song from them was called Spirit of 94. If you can find it, go ahead and check it out. It's a fun song. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think the I think they stopped making music under that alias. I think the one guy makes makes music under a different alias, and then but I can't figure it out. But anyways, Monson, this kind of came out of out of left field for me, but I think I first heard of it on Instagram uh, on an ad because he did a track with Avril Lavigne called Flames, and it's really fucking good. Like, Avril Lavigne sounds just like she did fucking 20 years ago or whatever the hell. Um, but the album, when I listened to it, I've only listened to the album once. It was it was in a, in a car ride. Um, but it did not overstay its welcome. The, the CD, the album came out last year, but they just did um, physical copies of a deluxe edition. It was 19 tracks, but it did not overstay its welcome. It felt... It went through very well, and some of the um, latter tracks were actually alternate versions of uh, main album tracks. So if anybody wanted to check it out, I highly recommend the track Flames with Avril Lavigne. Uh, there's a track, it's actually the first track I believe it's called Karma, is very good. And just because it was funny, Porn Star. Go ahead and check those out if, if you're interested in a, kind of a, a slight mix of, of that pop-punk style, but also with some rap. I think that it was very well done. It was a very fun record to listen to. Um, I could honestly see it being being on my playlist uh, more this summer. So that was one of the ones that I really liked. Uh, and uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is Cabal. Now, I mentioned this before. 
um, Cabal, which is uh, Buckshot, Lowkey, and Mr. Gray. This album was unfortunately delayed because um, uh, Buckshot was unfortunately not in possession of all the items that were necessary to send out for the mystery boxes. And he withheld even just the albums that were only being sold with, uh, they were like signed flats or whatever. So he was holding on to those. He wanted to wait until all the stuff was in so he could send it all at once. So some people didn't get stuff, you know, ahead of time. He wanted everybody to be able to listen to it all at once. And I got the mystery box. The mystery box is fucking great. Buckshot, I keep saying it, and I will say it until he gives me a reason not to say it. He get, he, he provides some of the best merchandise in the underground today. I don't give a shit what anybody says. The quality of the stuff is always top-notch. A lot of it will tie into what the album is about. Look at the, the bundle that he did for, um, for Double Dragon. That was to the theme, like, to a fucking T. It was awesome. And he had told me that, you know, he was like, yo, I think I went all out on this one. I think this is better than Double Dragon. I can't say whether the merchandise, the, the extra stuff that came with Cabal was better than Double Dragon. Because I think they were too different to really compare in that way. But I fully believe that it's it's very high up there. But fucking football jersey was was incredible feels it feels great looks great um coin cards stuff that that fits with the theme of the album but the album itself is dark if you guys are missing just dark music but not like cheesy horrorcore this does it and each member of this group offers something very unique to it and it would feel less complete without even just one of them i think that having um uh, buckshot has has just his very unique delivery is very kind of reassuring for me at this point because i know what i'm getting with buck and it just sounds good for the style like he doesn't try and venture to something that i think he knows won't sound good for like the instrumental that's being provided and so I'm, I, I always enjoy hearing that. But um, Mr. Gray and Loki offer something very, very unique with their, their voices, for one. Because um, Mr. Gray can do some really wicked metal-type vocals when he wants to. And Loki, one of my favorite tracks, actually, has probably one of the best uh, choruses on the record, which is done by Loki. And the album itself... I didn't find anything that was really skip-worthy. There's a couple tracks that are skits, but the skits are meant to be storytelling and, and lore-building, which for you know my first couple listens is necessary for me, and I, and I like that. I may still remove them you know, on my phone later on, but they are, they're very well done. They, they set a tone, and they're, they're just great. I do believe that the latter half of the album is what stands out, though, because with the exception of one of the skits, um, it does not, um, it, it, they, they're just like boom, 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 great tracks. Um, and, uh, what was that? Uh, literally starting at track, um, well, I accidentally pressed a button. I'm sorry for that. Uh, it's literally, uh, from track, I think it's eight, uh, yeah, I think it's track eight. Um, 
they start off and, and each track is, is solid. Uh, the final track on the bass album, the one that was provided with the uh, mystery boxes and the initial uh, pressing, uh, is a huge posse cut of Cabal. So Buck, Mr. Gray, Loki, with Twisted, Alazolu, and Super Famous Fun Time Guys, and it is stellar. And given that I only just got into Super Famous Fun Time Guys earlier this year, and most of the stuff that they do is more comedy-oriented, this is more horrorcore, and they're fucking nailing it. So, this... Uh, Buck, his networking is fantastic. Um, also, it should be stressed that now there is a repress of the album with a, another track added onto it called Fancasm. Also a very solid track. Good way to cap off the album. Um, in my opinion, I probably would have left it with, with having Maelstrom, which is the, the posse cut at the end, but that's neither here nor there. The track is fucking solid. Um, Double Dragon was already very high on my list for this year, but this may have edged out because I've just kind of been in more of a, I need something a bit darker at the moment. So this is already very high on my list. I, I know already that I'm going to have a very difficult time when it comes to um, the end of this year picking my favorites for, for 2021. I can tell. Um, and one more album that I'm going to just briefly discuss. And uh, this... Oh, I'm sorry. There was also one other piece of info from Cabal, and that was the uh, announcement of a Turncoat Dirty album that is being done uh, via Mobstyle and Magic Ninja. So this is the quickest turnaround that we're getting from Boondocks on solo projects. And yes, they're not both Boondocks albums, but I don't think that um, I don't think that we've had this quick of a turnaround ever from him since maybe the very beginning on Psychopathic, but I can't quite remember the difference in time between um, uh, between the, the first three projects that he did. Um, but Crimson Crow was back in December, and we're getting something in August. Okay, The first single um, is coming out uh, this month in July. No date from what I've seen yet, um, but it's supposed to be very soon. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get a Turncoat Dirty album. I think it's called Crypto Dirt. And it is coming out via both Mob Style and Magic Ninja Entertainment. A lot of people were thinking that maybe um, uh, Boondocks had left uh, MNE, but that's not the case. And I initially missed the, the little MNE logo on the bottom of the, uh, the flyer. Um, but I never once was like, oh shit, he's maybe he's not on there. Like, no. Some people were speculating that. I don't know why. They just didn't pay attention. But uh, something that, that you know, obviously should be said. And the first Turncoat Duty record that was on uh, M&E um, was not bad. But I do think that it fell under uh, a lot of people's radars at the time. I mean, need to revisit that at some point soon. Because it's fairly short. It's only like seven or eight tracks. But uh, I know it featured Red on there on at least one or two tracks, I think. And uh, that was when we really started to hear Red on some stuff. Um, plus, it was on the um, uh, Liquor, Lies, and Legacy album that, uh, that Boonox came out with later on. Uh, but anyways, the final, the final uh, actual piece of music that I wanted to go over is The Riders. Yes, The Riders. You remember that album came out beginning of the year last year. Basically, Psychopathic Riders, but no ICP on it. No bullet, no full, full clip. Well, I was about to say fofo. Full fofo is on it. Full clip ain't on it. 
That album had 19 motherfucking people on it, yo. <laughs> and I don't know if I said it, but the Riders album on MNE is my favorite Riders album. And yes, I'm lumping it with Psychopathic Riders. I'm gonna fuck if you say that it's not. It is. Just, just, just fucking leave it, okay? It is the best record that that group as a whole has done. Don't care what you say. And it sold out. It has not been available for quite a while. And out of the blue, uh, two Fridays ago, as of as of recording, it was re-released. Just, just, hey, here it is. It's the, the 2021 version. They changed the color scheme, so instead of it being green, it's not purple. And they provided a new track for it. It's called Drop Em. Now, here's the kicker. They switched out the final track. Um, the original final track was called I'm a Be a Rider, which was a seven-plus-minute-long song, I believe, that was very, very chill, very... Um, it felt very insincere, uh, very sincere. I don't... For some reason, it sounded like I said insincere. It's not the case. Very sincere track. Uh, definitely a song that I could just, like, vibe to. It's honestly one of my favorite tracks on the record. For something that's just kind of chill, I really, really enjoyed it. But it was removed from this pressing, switched with the song Drop Em, and I fully 100% believe that the reason it was removed was because of um, Lil Shanks' verse, which directly mentions Bullet, Full Clip, uh, Twin Gats, and I think sawed off. I don't remember if Converse is mentioned on there, but basically the people who were affiliated with Psychopathic, it felt like it was an olive branch being extended to them because they were saying, you know, I hope they're doing good, you know, where they're at. I hope things are fine. And I remember hearing that back then and thinking, man, maybe, maybe this is the start of things improving or something. But unfortunately, the past year has shown that that can't be the case. Um, and I think it's, I, I legitimately believe it. That's why this track has been removed. What's interesting though, is the new song drop them features, I think eight riders on it, either eight or 10. Um, I, I unfortunately only listened to the track once, so I didn't get to, to take many more notes on it, but it features sawed off. So sawed off is officially back to being a rider within the greater group. Obviously, yes, Sawed Off released an EP last year, which was also fucking amazing for being just a solo Rida's album. But he was also affiliated with this as well. So who knows if we're going to get another project in the future. Um, typically, Rida's albums are every couple years. Mind you, this was the first record released from the Rida's in nine. So... I don't anticipate there being anything anytime soon, but who fucking knows? M&E, whenever they want to do something, they fucking do it. Uh, I still need to figure out who the fuck ROC and Lex the Hexmaster are. So if anybody knows which members' names they are, please fucking tell me, because I have everybody else locked down, and I can't fucking get them. <sighs> and the last little piece that I want to go over, and this is to explain why this mic check did not come out on Sunday like they normally do. And that is, uh, I was not recording um, at the time that I normally do. I also did not get to record 
the newest episode of Juggalo Judgment. Now, mind you, we are we, we have a buffer, so we're fine. That's not being delayed at all, so don't worry about that. Well, we decided to delay it by a couple days. Uh, actually, I'm going to be recording that tomorrow with, with Shmeev. Um, which also I'm going to point out, the next episode that's currently coming out is Boondocks the Harvest, and because we didn't release album, uh, episodes like we anticipated, I believe that I say that uh, next week is when the album was its anniversary, when in reality it was this past Sunday, just because of it being delayed. So everybody can can just deal with it. I'm telling you now. <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, the reason why we didn't record was because I was busy recording with someone else. Now, no, I'm not cheating on Shmeev. It's okay. They were made aware. We talked about this, and it was okay. I was given a hall pass. You guys may remember that uh, last month we did a collaborative episode with ICUP with we, Aaron and Eric. And uh, out of the blue on Saturday, they hit me up and asked me if I would be interested in joining them for another episode. Oh, son of a bitch, I drop shit. I'm leaving that in. I don't care. Basically, um, I had words for them in the past. I fully disagreed with their review of the Amazing Jekyll Brothers. You guys know I love the Amazing Jekyll Brothers. I love the Amazing Jekyll Brothers probably as much as some of you weirdos enjoy Riddlebox. That was a pause for dramatic effect, also because I was picking up the keyboard that had fallen. I'm leaving all this in. I don't care. I re-listened to their episode, and they're just so angry and so negative about the Amazing Jekyll Brothers. And they gave the Amazing Jekyll Brothers a 3 out of 5, which you would think is just above average. But man, they fucking ripped into that album. And I could not stand for that. Because Jekyll Brothers is a work of goddamn art. And I will defend it to the death. It's better than Riddlebox. I don't care what y'all say. Anyways. They asked me if I would be interested in hopping on an episode with them. Because what they were doing was. They are fully caught up. On ICP's catalog at this point. And they decided to. If people had. Uh, any issues with some of the reviews they gave, they were willing to recheck themselves. Now knowing that they've gone through everything that ICP has done, hey, maybe we were a little bit harsh on something, or maybe we need to reevaluate our scores. So they asked me if I would like to come on, express my uh, reasoning for saying that they might have been wrong, and also offer some insight here and there. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to spoil what we decided. I will not tell you how many times I cussed out Aaron for his terrible, terrible opinions. But I will say this. If you listen to Juggalo Judgment and you enjoy the commentary that Shmeev and I provide you, I implore you, to go ahead and check out ICUP with me. They tackle these albums similar to how we do, 
yet have very, very interesting opinions on it because their views are interesting on it. So I, I, I kindly ask, if you didn't already check them out whenever you heard our collaborative episode with them, go ahead and check out any of their prior stuff. I'm, I'm only two episodes behind at this point. And you can check out the new episode that's coming out featuring me on their review of the review of The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. It's going to be out later this week. I think that they release stuff on either Thursday or Friday, so go ahead and check it out. All right? Please do that. Also, Eric is fantastic at his editing. I love his shit. And uh, I'm honestly really looking forward to, to re-listening to myself because um, there are some points where I, ver- I sound very smart and that doesn't happen often, so I, I kind of like pat myself on the back there. So please, 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 please go ahead and check that out. It would mean a lot to me. Um, and that's pretty much it. So, again, I apologize for the delay in this mic check. I hope that you guys aren't disappointed. You don't have to go and, you know, cry online that, you know, Oh, this episode got pushed back. Let's, let's complain about it. Anytime Mike does. When he complains about ICP delaying shit. Yeah, calling you out, Young Strife. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it (laughs) alright y'all that's all I have to say so as always stay safe if you want to hit me up on any of the socials twitter at MikeSpawnTheSEJ instagram straight as Juggalo uh, or hit up Juggalo Judgment on on any of the social media shit that's all I got y'all stay safe peace out